film. My name is Harvey. My name is Thomas. And I'm Steve. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> today we're obviously missing the fourth member, Sean. I believe Sean said he was sick, although I think we can all uh, discredit that pretty easily, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, if you go and follow him on IG and look at his stories, I think they'll tell a different story. Well, that's, too, that's a shame. <laughs> anyway, today we're reviewing Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, I believe this is like the second week in, uh, in theaters, but um, we decided that it was a pretty nice catch and that we should uh, talk about it because it was much bigger than we anticipated. Yeah, I believe it was like the number one movie. Yeah, which we should have actually guessed. I mean, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, we're also gonna we have a pretty interesting topic. We're gonna talk about rom coms that could be improved. <laughs> with Ryan Gosling as the lead actor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been a, waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> it's a it's a really interesting topic and a very different one, but uh yeah, I think we'll have fun with it. Yeah. Um so how was everyone's week? Um go first. Uh my week was, was good. Um and by good I mean terrible. And uh yeah, I really don't have much to say. I did uh, some solo hiking over the week to pre- prep these uh these thingy majigs i call legs they don't really act like legs but uh <laughs> they don't you're trying to say they don't function like yeah legs they don't they don't carry me about swiftly like they do most people and that's the problem uh but other than that you know doing some editing and uh chipping away at some stuff so that that'll be announced more towards the the time that it uh is finished uh but yeah slow week for me i did not see a bunch of movies and uh I'll talk about that when we get there. Um, but yeah, I think um, I just wanted to mention I'm working on another Do the Right Film video to upload to our YouTube. Um, super simple, quick. Um, so we're going to be posting that pretty soon by the end of the month. Uh, yeah, and try to keep that up. Other than that, how about you, Steve? How was your week? <sighs> well, my week's been very long, very exhausting, but it was uh, it was nice. Uh a lot of cool shit happened. Uh, that music video I worked on a couple weeks ago finally dropped. So that's online if you guys want to check it out. Uh, link in my bio. Check out my Instagram. Uh, you promoting other people's projects. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm promoting the products I've been involved with. You know, you got to. You got to stay relevant in this. Uh, I'm just uh, mad you didn't invite me, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time, I swear. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then I worked on... <laughs> this is going to be a shitty one because I was like... And then I shot another music video this week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yippity, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'll invite you to the next one, I swear, I swear. Yeah, uh, yeah that's fine. I'll, uh, I'll look forward to you talking about it. Next one, <laughs> the next time. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it was just... It, it's been a fun week. It's been, you know, a lot of work, but I've been just... It, you know, we're shooting a lot more, so it's keeping me busy. Uh, Word. Let's see. There's something that happened, and I honestly can't remember. It's something very important that I want to bring up. But it's whatever. If it happens midway through the episode and you just hear me yell something randomly, that's probably it. So that's mm. my week. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like, Harvey? Sounds like an interesting week. Um, pretty much the same for me. I just worked pretty, worked pretty much. Um, I did some different things this week things that I don't normally do for work and it was uh it was a strange experience. I had to do some voice acting. Um Whoa. Yeah, uh we needed a um 
a character. We needed to like scratch dialogue for just him. So, just so, just so, just so. You, you had, you didn't call one of us? Why would I call one of you? I don't know, but because we're professional podcasters and we talk. I mean, I, I podcast too, right? Yeah, I know, but I mean, it'd be, it'd be, you know, you could have at least let us audition. Yeah, man. At, least, at least give us a shot. I mean, this could have been our moment. <laughs> I mean, you would have done a lot of work and you would have done it for free. I mean, so. I don't, hey, man, hey, you got to start somewhere. I guess. Um, I mean, I would, uh, if I was playing a video game and a character talked to his Harvey's voice, I don't know what I would do. It wasn't exactly my voice. I had to change my voice a bit. I can you can oh. you give the audience a little no, bit? I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> it's like a, uh, it's like kind of like a gravelly English accent. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> think if, uh, <laughs> think if Idris Elba got into like a um, nearly fatal car crash, oh, whoa. and then got addicted to cigarettes very heavily and smoked those for about thirty years. I, w- I, wish, I think that's uh, what I was going for. It's crazy because I I could see that. Or if Idris Elba had like a stroke or something, then he talked really weird. <laughs> All right, just let us know in the future when you have you know you know just put it out there. We might want to audition. Okay, I'll keep you guys in mind. Thank you. Let me know when I can play this game. Um, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Uh, you guys uh, ready to talk about movies? Yeah, I say sure. uh, say we can hop right into movies. I believe Harvey lost to me. I did. I lost. Uh, I lost the game last week. Just wait. Didn't you? Oh, it's interesting. You lost a couple times already, haven't you? Um. I mean, I think I still have the most losses overall. <laughs> I have a. I have a counter. <laughs> We're gonna have to. From when we started this new format, we should count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Yeah. So I broke. I've broken it up into two parts. There's like you know. There's the yeah you know, before change, and then there's like mm-hmm. and then we have now. So yeah. Uh, we can do we can do it later. We'll celebrate on the 100th episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. I'm up for it. Anyway, uh, Shomo assigned, assigned me the founder. Yeah, uh, came out in like 2016. Uh, directed by John Lee Hancock. Stars Michael Keaton, Nick Offerman, uh, Patrick Wilson is in it. Uh, B. Jake Novak's in it. Couple people, Linda uh, Cardellini's in it, whom uh, I just can't get enough of. If I'm honest, <laughs> that's not really creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. She's a she's a great actress, and she's a she's she's awesome. Laura Dern's also in it, which I didn't know. I knew everyone else was in. It. I did not know Laura Dern plays a uh, Ray Kroc's wife, uh, Ethel Kroc, his first wife, I should say. But um, yeah, it's always nice to see her in movies. Uh, this movie, if you don't know, is the true story of uh, how Ray Kroc, he's a salesman from Illinois, he met Mac and, Mac and uh, Dick McDonald, who were running a burger operation in uh, Southern California. Ray Kroc was very impressed with their operation, and he approached them about franchising it. Um, he sort of finagled his way into a position to be able to basically take over the fucking company and uh, create it into the billion-dollar empire that we know nice. it is now. Um yeah, so this movie, <clears throat> we we get a um, like a large spectrum of um, or, or or large uh, timeline of uh, Ray Kroc's life, especially before he um, before he uh, actually approached the McDonald's guys. We see him struggling as a salesman. He's going around sh- selling uh, like milkshake machines and stuff like that to to businesses. For the most part, he's. Uh, He's a uh, pretty broken. He's a pretty um, he's not necessarily a terrible salesman. He's just uh, selling a product that 
many people don't have a fucking use for. Um, that's until he, uh, he finds the McDonald's brothers in Southern California. They're using like fucking eight, eight fucking milkshake machines because they've created this very perfect and very, very efficient system of, uh, serving food and serving it incredibly fast. So they basically sort of pioneered or created the fast food restaurant, um, without really knowing it. They were just trying to find a way to create the most efficient system and they ended up creating a, um, I don't know, a, a, a new type of restaurant that pretty much, uh, dwarfs most restaurants today, right? Most restaurants are fast food restaurants these days. Um, seems that way. So, um, yeah, uh, Ray Kroc eventually becomes like their director of, uh, franchising. And, um, from there he can, uh, sort of weasel his way in to, uh, carving out a sizable tr- a chunk of, uh, the McDonald's ownership and the, uh, and sort of le- leadership behind the, behind the company. He doesn't sound like and, a good guy. Yeah. I actually knew a lot about Ray Kroc and a lot about the McDonald's story prior to this movie. I don't know why. I was just, uh, that's always, like a weird thing to have in your back pocket. I've like always knowledge. been fascinated with McDonald's and especially like the history the of McDonald's. Fries. Oh. I mean, they took yeah, over the it. goddamn world. Yeah, know, so. it's a fast food chain. It's like one of the biggest corporations in the fucking world. It's, it's insane. They got them in Russia, bro. Yeah. Um, this way, I mean, I don't that know weird? that for a fact, but I'm assuming. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if they do, but they could. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But this movie is really interesting because it um, it paints paints a picture of a of a man and a of a a type of person that could create uh the billion dollar mega corporation that we know it is no that we know it today um it's very similar to like uh steve jobs in that sense and uh i kept being like a i don't know reminded of like steve jobs and especially the movies um while watching his character um it's like a great it not only serves as like a um like a historical movie and a movie about a franchise and uh, also autobiography but it's or not an autobiography but uh, like a biographical piece but it serves as like a um a character study in a way the the type of person the type of greed and um like just persistence which they, which they mention a lot in this movie um that inhabited this person Ray Kroc it's it's insane that he was able to do the things that he did without being truly conflicted about them at least we don't really get a huge um display of that in this movie he seems to just make these decisions and make these actions that are so so negative to the people around him and to the people he's in business with you you start to wonder what what kind of person would do that and i think this movie does a really great job of painting that like a picture of ray crock and who he was and and um, it doesn't shy away from uh, like showing you the reality of like I think his character and of the person he was instead of sort of you know glorifying people as uh, these biographical movies tend to be or tend to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, I especially like the relationships surrounding him. They paint uh, like a really good picture of uh, the people like in the supporting cast of like the, the founding people of, of uh, McDonald's. And like who was really instrumental in uh, in uh, creating this corporation, and they show like a lot of the like, the personal relationships with those two, and sort of how Ray Kroc interacted with these people and how he affected the people around him. I think that was handled really well. Um, 
Michael Keaton's performance is really, really fucking good in this. He's great in everything. He's great in everything he does. Um, but you really get that sense that he's like, he's like a fucking uh, a piece of shit in this movie. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of the Breaking Bad of fast food. Yeah, story. pretty much. Yeah, yeah you, you, re- I, I started to really despise his character. Um, started to really hate everything he stood for and everything he um, he did. He was just you know fucking greedy beyond belief and and I think Michael Keaton just killed it. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was actually surprising if I'm honest. I didn't think uh, same man. That's how I felt. I didn't think I would enjoy this movie as much as I did. That being said, though, I can't say that I completely loved it. I would have liked to um, gotten a bit more of, uh, I don't know, I mentioned the relationships he had with like, uh, the people around him, but I think uh, depicting him like, or showing him alone more often, if that makes sense, alone with his thoughts and alone with his decisions, being able to like see inside of this man's head a bit more, I think that would have made the movie more compelling for me seeing him actually try to deal with the decisions that he ma- that he makes and see if he's like truly conflicted with the things that he's doing i think that could have uh sort of humanized his character a bit more and i think that would have made me like it a bit more i'm not sure though who knows it, it's interesting um, I, I like i see that saw the trailer for this movie a while back i never got a chance to watch it but i feel like it definitely how the way you're describing it and how the way you you feel about it i feel like i i don't know i kind of got that from the trailer you know i feel like i wouldn't hate it but i feel like it's doesn't seem like I think it, I mean I think it's definitely a really good movie. It's, yeah, that's it's a what I'm saying. It's a movie for sure. It's a saw. It looks like a saw movie. Like I don't think it could be bad just a, because of Michael Keaton. Yeah, I kind of watched it with the uh, just the interest of the story, right? Like you know, you yeah. you find it interesting too. Like I feel you on that. And uh, but I didn't expect it to. I thought it was going to be kind of um, corny biopicy, but yeah, I it, think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think another thing that I was going to say that I did not like about it, I think it is corny in some degree. Yes, yeah, I think um, like the core of the movie, which involves Ray Kroc and Michael Keaton-esque Ray Kroc, I think a lot of that is done really well, and I think it probably is very genuine, and I think it's all like um, it's like on a human level, and it feels feels real. But I think some of it does come across as corny, especially um, like some of the minor characters. I think. Um, how things like tend to fall into place for him and meeting these people in these convenient places and having these convenient solutions. I think there's like a lot of like, I don't know, pithy dialogue. I think that's kind of corny from some of the supporting cast. Um, I feel like I remember like there was some solo scenes with Nick Offerman character or his, his brother um, discussing that was kind of didn't seem very natural. I think like the the important scenes with Michael Keaton are well acted. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think uh, I would, as I mentioned, like uh, him, like it would have been nice to have him like dealing with those decisions. I think it could have gotten a little bit darker than it did. Um, it it does get fairly dark, especially for some of the characters in the movie, like the McDonald's brothers, for sure. Obviously, they're watching what they um. Oh. If you don't know, sir, I guess I'm gonna fuck it up. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know what happens, though. But um, I don't. I think uh, I just think it could have been darker at times instead of um, sort of this. Uh, there's this optimism beneath it, and I think uh, perhaps it could have been done on purpose. I don't know. 
is like this man's story it kind of uh, like embodies and it uh it, it is like the american dream with or that's what people tend to depict it as what he was able to do and how he was able to create this massive corporation that's sort of like the american dream and there's like this optimism to it um like so, capitalism bro yeah the uh, early <laughs> stages yeah this this really shows you it's it's not in a very forceful or heavy-handed way but it shows you yeah, like the effects of capitalism and uh, what it can do to even people that, ironically enough, probably saw themselves like living the American dream, like starting a business, and then you get fucked over by a person that's even more greedier than you. That's I don't know. There's that's a lot of way, irony. Irony in that. That's thing. the way to live, I guess. Um, but yeah, American o- dream. Overall, I enjoyed the movie. Um, aside from the few small critiques that I mentioned. Um, I think it's a pretty good movie. I think I could recommend this to just about anybody because everyone has, I don't know, some sort of connection with McDonald's where they want to, whether they admit it or not. We've all eaten that shit a lot, probably. And I think it's interesting. I thought about it last night. I was like, man, you know, it sounds good. A six piece. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's a movie that most people should probably watch, especially if they don't know the history of McDonald's. Uh, I would give it a three and a half out of five. I think some people think uh, Ray Kroc's the founder. Like I think, just by default. yeah, for sure. Definitely. I don't realize he's just some hot shot that came in and, and basically <laughs> was like, hey, uh, let me let me make your some, shit better. Some hot shot who just walked in the like, door. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And he fucking just. And they're like, I kind of like his ideas. You think we should do it? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and then he made the entire country obese. So, Well, I don't think he did it. I mean, he probably, yeah. Uh, but he definitely, he's definitely got some. He kind of did. <laughs> he's got to have some. Nearly single handedly. <laughs> I mean, I think this man is, is, is fucking almost destroyed. If it wasn't for him, we would have just ate nice home cooked meals. You know, we wouldn't go out to restaurants much because they was, were a, 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 you know, a luxury. I was thinking about that um, a lot while watching this movie. Like, what would have happened if he didn't go to that place? Like, if he didn't go to McDonald's. I just wonder it may, it must have naturally happened. Yeah, I think it would have happened eventually, but I think it would have, I don't know. Maybe differently. Or or a lot later, maybe. Yeah. Like, 2018. We're just like, damn, you hear this new restaurant? It's like, they're on, like, BuzzFeed videos. You walk in, and you order, and your shit comes out, like, immediately. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a BuzzFeed promo. The fuck? That'd be interesting. Uh, All right, cool. Steve, you want to go next? No, do you have anything else, Harvey? Sorry. Yeah, Harvey, do you have anything no, else? No, I don't have anything else. Uh, you can go. Uh, cool. So this week, uh, well, I'm sorry. So there's movies that I watched that I never really mentioned on the show because, you know, Harvey witnesses this. I, w- I watched like just shitty old '90s movies, and I, I watched Billy Madison this this weekend, and the conversation came up on whether or not Adam Sandler is funny. Or was it just a product of the time? And I want to answer this. Que- I'm going to answer this question by saying I think he was. I think he had something. He there was, was a point in time that I really think because I was watching this movie. I'm like, this movie's so fucking stupid, but it I've just like it works. It just fucking I works. Mean, there's obviously misuses of Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, but in ooh. recent years, most definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's ridiculous to say that he, if someone said he's not. Or never was funny, but like, but that's course. that was the question I had because I'm thinking like yeah you know, because there's such a recent slate of just shit movie that he's been releasing and and I feel like he's just not about it 
and and watching this movie, I'm thinking like in the beginning, I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work. It's but know. but it comes around your like middle point and you're like I'm like laughing my ass off. I'm like, this shit's actually pretty fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb, but it's definitely uh it's not bad, like in terms of uh comedy. I think yeah, comedy definitely evolves over the years and I think for what he was doing at that time it was definitely very funny. I think now like a lot of his movies haven't necessarily evolved with comedy. Oh no, definitely, and not. that's why people don't like it. Yeah, that was just—I always have that question. But uh, well, I, I was—that's not my main movie. I want to talk about. I just want to briefly bring that up, just because uh, I have this really bad habit of watching just like old '90s movies, just to kind of refresh my memory on them. But uh, I'm gonna catch something from the early aughts, uh, a movie that I never end up seeing because I was too young at the time, and. Honestly, I'm safe to say that like I probably wasn't too f- I was familiar with the show that this is based off of, but I never you know, it wasn't it wasn't an obsession until like later on in life where I revisited in college and uh I got to watch a three uh theatrical re-release of uh, Cowboy Bebop the movie yeah. or uh Knocking on Heaven's Door, which I think is honestly they just could have called it out. It sounds pretty fucking cool. Um uh, uh, so if you're not familiar with Cowboy Bebop, it is directed by uh, Sh- 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 I'm gonna fucking butcher this. Shinjiro Watanabe. Hopefully I pronounced that right. If not, people can yell at me later. Uh, and much. basically, imagine, imagine someone just taking like, like a western, and just like neo noir, like just, and fucking jazz and just like just just combines all these like weird genres and elements throws it in a blender and just pumps it out and that is basically cowboy bebop it's like one of the coolest animes for me at least growing up watching it just visually it was striking but it it was also just like as you get older and you rewatch it i think you can get so much more out of it in terms of like the themes and like the characters themselves how well written they were uh, so it, it's, it, it was one of those experiences watching this film because I kind of, like I said before, I kind of came back to the show and I'm like, fuck man. Like as I was older, I'm like, damn, this, sh- I, I'm kind of mad. I didn't get into it when I was younger, but I feel like I wouldn't have understood it or really appreciate it when I was a kid. So, uh, God would be about the movie basically takes place in the year 2071 following a terrorist bombing of a deadly virus that releases on the populace of Mars. And yes, this thing takes place in the show takes place in uh, space, you know. So they're basically globe trotting around the uh, around you know the Milky Way, and it follows three, uh, actually, to be specific, five uh, five crew members of the Bebop, which is this ship that uh, that is captained by Jet, one of the main characters, and follows Spike, Faye Valentine, uh, I and the dog. This sounds so ridiculous, and Ed the. Uh, genius or prodigy i guess you could say and uh it's just it's it's basically formulaically it's just like an episode just imagine like a a regular like anime episode but just elongated but it's it still inherently works just because of the style and and if you have any kind of connection with these characters it's it's a great it's just a great way to kind of revisit it because this movie kind of came out after i think 2 years after the show was finally completed um i, I would definitely say this is one of the more 
if you've never really had an understanding of the show or really not into anime, I couldn't recommend this. I think it's more of a nostalgic trip for me, if anything. And when I saw this in the theater, it was really cool because there was everyone in there was like it's pa- pretty packed, and it was like everyone's like a fan of the show. And they had a, a screening of the cast reunion previous to the movie starting. So it was like a thirty minute interview with all the cast, and they're talking about like the twentieth anniversary and like how the show has changed their life, and you know the interaction with the fan base. And it was definitely cool just to see that, and then also having like everyone there kind of cheer when the movie started. It was like kind of like a fun experience. Just to be a part of, especially Bunch of if you fucking weebs, the weebs. I mean, the weebs. I, no, I love Cowboy Bebop. It's incredible. No, it's a great show. Uh, it it's hard to talk about the movie without having an understanding of the show at all. So I kind of won't talk about the plot in general, just because it's. I feel like kind of spoils a little bit about the show. You said it was dubbed, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. the only way. It's yeah. the only way to watch that show. You I don't think care. There, you think there are people out there who are pure anime? They're fucking idiots. Because, like, normally I agree that sub is better when the voice acting is just an afterthought Yeah. for English. Um, but the, the voice acting here is definitely not an afterthought. Yeah, I would say, like, this show definitely innovated, or, like, it, it was groundbreaking at the time just because it, it, it changed storytelling. I think it brought anime and made anime cool in the U.S., and it kind of was one of those leading shows. And the dub was like the one reason people watch it because it was actually really good dub. You know, we had fucking his, Steve Bloom. His, yeah, Steve Bloom's voice, man. It's so iconic. Also, like, voice is my favorite anime. GTO. GTO, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like even Logic used them in an album. It's like yeah, ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's great. Like if if you, you probably at one point or another, if you were, you know, probably in your mid-20s or like late 20s now, you have some interaction with the show and even if you don't know it. And Steve Bloom, you definitely recognize. Once you hear his voice, you're like, oh, that guy. Like, he has had, like, one of the most iconic voices in, like, anime, video game, and, like, honestly, like, nerd culture. I wish I could steal his voice. Yeah, he has a pretty... That's his regular fucking voice, too. I know. He just, like... He was talking... interviews. Yeah, he's just, like... <laughs> he's, he's just, like... I think they might, he might change a little bit up just yeah, to, kinda, like... Yeah, to, like, dramatize it. Yeah. But for the most part, it's, it's him. No, but... uh. Sorry, my review is not really in-depth about the movie because I feel a lot of it is just rose-tinted. You're just like looking back and you're just being nostalgic. Like, man, the fucking... You're just basically like, man, I love this fucking show. I love this movie. I love these characters. I want more. Uh, and I definitely recommend watching the show and being invested in the show if you want to give this a shot beforehand. I, I don't know if you would get much out of it, to be honest. You should I think, if you love corgis. Yeah. I and the dog is uh, especially adorable in this movie. But... uh no, definitely. Space if you, Corgi. Yeah, I would highly recommend the show. And then once you're done with the show, give the movie a watch. And I think you will appreciate it. You will appreciate it so much more or have a better understanding of the characters and the, how the way the story is structured. Because, you know, at first watch, it's, it, I mean, these things have layers. It's not, it's not one of those like, you know. This just, one does, yeah. Yeah, this show in particular just has like deep layers and you can rewatch episodes and like get something out of it each time. Uh, especially this movie because when I first watched it I was just like there's a lot of things I missed and then after this rewatch I'm like I'm like starting to pick up little things and I waited to the end because they had the credits rolling and then they had this like weird end credit sequence that I missed out the first time when I watched it Mm -hmm. and I was just like and it kind of changed how the way the story was told or yeah yeah, a little bit Uh, so I would I would recommend this not for everyone 
you know, if you're not a fan of anime, definitely don't watch it because I don't think this is going to change d- your mind. I don't know. I disagree. Like, well, it depends. I, I, I think I think you need to watch the show first. Well, here's my me. thing with anime, right? I think people who really like anime are overly um, fuck apolo- apologetic oh, to yeah. anime. They're they're just like anime is the best. Every anime is good. I want to look for a new anime to watch. Like yeah. they just fucking love anime, and I think um, I think they like they look right past a lot of anime's flaws because there's so many animes on Netflix. People are just watching. And I can be honest with you, I've watched some of them. A yeah. lot of them are shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Just because like this... I've loved Japan, I've been there several times, and I, I love everything about their culture. But they're not fucking immune to making terrible shit yeah you know? exactly like there's like certain like in this movie in particular there's like but i would say the, this the, is like the pulp fiction or like the yeah this is the, like basically grade a like anime and that's the reason i wouldn't recommend the movie as a first like experience with the show if you've never seen it that's why it's, because it's basically structured as a long episode and the things that happen to the characters and their interactions probably won't hit you in the same way, or you wouldn't feel anything in the same way as if you did watch, if you had that history with you, you know, if you had that, uh, that background, I think it was like 23 episodes they released in the nineties. So it's yeah. like, that's what I'm saying. Like if you watch the show, if you love the show, hell yes, watch this, highly recommend it. If you haven't watched the show, fucking go watch the show because it's one of the best things you are. Even if you don't like anime, yeah, the show is fucking cool. What I'm talking about, it's just a cool show. It's like such a weird word just to say like something's fucking cool. Like, no, like, it just no, it's oozes cool. it's, it's style. It, yeah, it, it just style. oozes style, especially with the opening. I, I bet you any money that opening will get you to watch the show. Yeah, it's it's a great show, and this movie, though there is little evident flaws, and there's some like very cheesy anime moments in the film, especially with dialogue that I, I kind of was just like chuckled to myself. I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucking lame. And there's some musical choices that I wasn't a big fan of, just because I like the consistent. Uh, uh, jazz that it was inter- like interwoven within the show's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically it's DNA. Like uh, they chose some like pieces that I just didn't think worked well with certain scenes, and there's like little things, but those are nitpicks. And overall, I still enjoyed my my uh, my viewing of this, especially in the theater with like other fans. Uh, so I give this a high recommendation. I mean, I give the show a fucking high recommendation. Yeah. You know, fucking song. Yeah, oh fuck, so good, right? It's so fucking. All right, cool. Um, yeah. So this is not. It's a non-traditional. I can't. I don't feel comfortable rating this because I think I'm rating it more for the like a whole piece. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. What do you have? Here's the thing. I watched. I almost came with nothing, and what I mean by nothing is a movie that we've just battered on this show for the last like six episodes, maybe. And that's first reformed. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, cool. Um, but my problem is like it's okay. I think to talk about it once or twi- twice. You know, maybe even a, like a, a last. No, third yeah, time. of course. Uh, I but, get. It. I mean, that's how. That's why I felt last time. I didn't want to reiterate. On, we're on the fourth time right now because we all saw it in such a big uh, gaps. I will just say I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, I don't really. I don't want to go into it, but um. It was. Uh, you kind of get what I'm saying. What I think we're all kind of saying, like in terms of just character. Yeah, it has it has some very very hard cut themes and uh, that are relevant today. But overall, I think it's just it's just very intriguing and very uh, engaging for being a 
very slow movie. And it did remind me a lot of Calvary, mm-hmm. which I loved. I might like this a little bit more, though. Yeah. This movie is great. So I'm going to give it a four and a half. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Not going to go into it. Ethan Hawke. Did, is did you like the ending? Because I feel like it's one I it. did. It took me a f- maybe three hours after the movie to <laughs> like it. But I, it all like rewound in my head. So, okay. All right. Because yeah, I felt um, the same way. Because I was sitting there. I'm like, cause, like I kind of like sat there. And I, I kind of like, soak it in I kind of took in his character uh, elements and what, what is like his issues were and, and, yeah. you know, and where he got to in, at the end of the movie. And then I, you know, I've made my own judgment call and I decided I, I think it I all like, makes sense. I like the ending. Yeah. I, I don't know if like it was the best ending, but I'm not mad at it. No, no. <clears throat> um, I, that's what he was going for. And I think he has a reason for it. So I fucks with it as the kids say. All right. But I watched another movie this morning. What kids? Um, this is random. Sometimes I just watch movies that Taffy puts on. I was like, she had clicked on it on Hulu. And I was like, uh, all right. Well, just so I don't go to the podcast with uh, <laughs> with First Reformed, I'll, I'll go with a 2018 movie. Technically 2017, but I think it's 2018 actual release. You guys familiar with uh, Shia LaBeouf? Uh, I was actually recently uh, watching a video about Shia LaBeouf, so yes. All right, well, he's in this movie. Oh, that's cool. He uh, is in this movie called uh, Borg vs. McEnroe. Oh. Yeah, you guys were hoping somebody would see this, weren't you? Yeah, I was begging for it. <laughs> so this is a this is a tennis movie based on real events. The synopsis goes as the story of the 1980s tennis rivalry between the placid Bjorn Borg. Bjorn Borg, that's his name. <laughs> and, the, and the volatile John McEnroe. Um, Bjorn is played by... Uh, Sever Gudnason, who looks strikingly like Tom Hiddleston in this movie. Like, I was just like, is that Tom Hiddleston every 10 minutes? No, it's his brother. It's definitely not. Um, and then we got Child of Buff and uh, Stellan Skarsgård, which I just saw in Nymphomaniac, funny enough. But that's really it. There's no other, like, main characters. Um, this is directed by uh, Janus Metz. Janus Metz, maybe? Janus. Uh, written by Ronnie Sandal. Uh, and this, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a biopic, a little bit. The The trailer for this movie sells it hard from the perspective of Shia LaBeouf, because I think he's the star, you know, he's the bigger name, you know, everybody knows who he is. And um, they kind of don't put a lot of uh, Bjorn Borg in the trailer with the guy playing him. And... um as well, as I'm watching it, I realized that the, that was a deception. Uh, the uh, I was deceived. Well, no, not really. I mean, the movie is very weird. So basically, we start in the uh, narrative of um, Bjorn Borg, and then we kind of travel backwards to his life as a child and wanting to be the best tennis player in the world, um, all based on a true story. I mentioned that. Um and then we kind of jump around between, um, you know, it's like a hard cut to this elegant, you know, Swedish guy, uh, his uh, his calculated approach to being the very, very best. And then we just cut to loud rock and roll music and this obnoxious uh, tennis player named John McEnroe. I have a really important question. What's that? Uh, and I need to know. This is going to basically decide the, if I'm going to watch the movie or not. Does he have a rat tail in this? 
No. Fuck. Well, there it goes. He just has just terrible, frizzy 80s hair. Okay, okay. That's hair. what I'm talking about. Um, So, we're cut, hard cut, loud rock and roll, obnoxious fucking sequence of a Shia LaBeouf's character. Now, the story goes, um, Bjorn Borg is like the... Uh, What's how do I how do you explain? It's like the Michael Jordan of tennis. Like he's kind of like in his own league above the rest. Sports reference. Um, <laughs> fucking last person. To make one of those. <laughs> um, fucking Michael Jordan hasn't been like I could have said. I, that's why I was like I, I, I could have said like I don't know. You could have said any uh, like. There's like a list of people, and you're just like, dude. I don't was know the last. Shit. He's the, the only. Last he's the only famous sports person. I know, I know there's uh, a guy named. A, I know Harvey's a sports guy. Do you have any there's a relevant? sports guy? There's some guy named Kobe Bryant or something I heard about, but um, <laughs> and uh, what's the other one's name? Uh, Babe Ruth. <laughs> so he's kind of undefeated, right? He's on his fourth, I think, uh, Wimbledon, which is the, <laughs> the douchey ass name, but that's the that's like the World Cup. I'm curious. Uh, after watching this movie, do you know more about tennis? A little bit, yeah. Okay, so how did how did they? Because honestly, I'm so not a ton. But the thing is, I'm very close about tennis because I don't know when they play. Do they play all the time? Do they just play at these well, special little events? I didn't events? learn that. Oh, you didn't know? I, I want to say that. Um, is yeah. it happening right now? When I want to say know? the the Wimbledon is annually. I mean, oh, okay. I can look it up for you. Uh, you can just do it whenever. I was just curious. Wimbledon. I was. I thought it was Wimbledon. Isn't that um, with Kristen Dunst? It's the oldest tennis t- tournament in the world. Wow, oh. that's quite a feat. <laughs> um, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I believe it's annual. Doesn't say anywhere. Love. All right, so um, he's he's like that that guy that just he just wins every time. Yeah. Well, there's this new threat, the young buck, this this underdog this, coming up through the ranks. This way is is uh is he American? Is yeah. This? Okay. Shia LaBeouf is American. He's from New York. Oh oh. Um. Oh man. I believe he's from New York. <clears throat> he's uh he's that loudmouth American coming to take over uh this is a gentleman's sport uh he but he is the <laughs> underdog right he's not a hero he's actually quite hated because the reason he's hated is because he's an asshole he curses a lot when he fucks up he he yells at the ref if if the ball went out like on the line he argues and like you motherfucker that that, that was in that was in he's like it was out and he'll fucking slam his tennis racket on the ground and it shatter was it. out. <laughs> and then, so so he's that guy, and he has poor sportsmanship, and people don't like him, and he, they kind of boo him sometimes. Um, however, but he's a bad boy. Everyone everyone likes a bad and boy. And he looks so fucking just like with that fragile uh, ego and like mentality, you would think that it would affect his tennis playing. Now. Borg, he is like a machine. He's superstitious. He has OCD. Uh, he his family is only allowed to come to every two Wimbledon's. He, they can't come every year, and they have to wear the same outfit. Uh, he has to have two towel sweat towels, two specific sweat. He's like he's got this OCD thing going on. Anytime they interview him, they're like, you know, people say that you're a machine, you're an unbeatable. And he's just like, oh well, I'm just, uh, I'm, just, I'm not a machine. I'm just like everybody else. I'm just, and, a, hey, I'm and just then he'll walk guy. away. Like, <laughs> you know, he, he's just like humble, but deep down inside, there's this demon where he like he battles with this, uh, this depression, and like he he can't lose. He can't no longer. He yeah. doesn't know what to do if he's not the best. Like, yeah. He just, he's like, uh, 
He's got demons, right? Um, the boy's fucked he's, up. He's studying his opponents. He's he's worried about one. There's news articles being written about the young buck. McEnroe is like this guy. He's coming for you, <laughs> and uh, he's watching with his wife, right? And uh, there's just it's like a montage of uh, Shia LaBeouf saying fuck and yelling at refs. He's kind of just being Shia. He's kind of playing shy here. At this point, it doesn't sound like this is a this is a. Like, but apparently, it's pretty accurate. Really. Um, but shy is just so good at being a, a fucking obnoxious, you know, passionate person. Yeah, that's um, why we love him. Yeah, it's, uh, we we do love him. And uh, and his wife Borg, they're watching the tapes, and she goes, oh, he just looks so unfocused." And uh, he goes, "It's the exact opposite." See, Borg is focused on, a, on a, like a mechanical level. He's got everything mathematically down. They string his tennis rackets a certain way, and they stand on them in the hotel room the night before to make sure that they're, they're you know, whatever. He does all this bullshit just to be the best. And uh, this fucking sloppy, loudmouth guy is just fucking coming up in the ranks, and he's come to take him out. And uh, he sees that his form of focusing is his putting all his fucking emotions out in the open. Like, it helps him focus. I thought that was very interesting. Um, so enough about the movie, like, plot-wise story. Uh, there's one, uh, if you know a lot about tennis, it kind of sucks, because I think you know who wins. There's an intense, it's actually super intense. I was actually looking at my heart rate on my Fitbit. There's an, in- <laughs> they, they uh, you know how, like, um, like Rocky or some other boxing movies, the last like you get you get into it. The last ten minutes yeah. will be the match. You know, you're like, feeling like, Fuck, man, this is like the whole third act is that that really? showdown. It's in, it's long as hell. I kind of want to watch this it's, now, man. This is getting... it's an interesting third act. I was surprised they dragged it out that long. I feel like some people's attention spans would drop, but I was into it. I learned some things about tennis. When you get to a tiebreaker, um, the first one to seven wins. But if you win, if you get to seven and you don't have two point lead. Like, if they have six, um, mm-hmm. then it keeps going forever until you get a two-point lead. Oh, wow. Um, so, like, it, apparently this is how it went in the actual, you know, Wimbledon showdown. He uh, basically, like, it was a seven-point uh, first-to-seven showdown. And then he, uh, they went all the way to, like, 18 or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, every time Borg scored, he's at, like, fucking 12. And, uh... You know, 11, 12, 13, 14. Like, they would never get two consecutive points. It was insane, apparently. Historic. Um, that being said, the only problems, I think, with the movie... There's a few problems, I Uh-oh. would say. It's the way that they just jump back and forth between the childhoods is just totally unnecessary. Um, oh, there's a lot of, like, kind there's of flashbacks. There's a lot of flashbacks. But the problem is, they don't do it equally. They They give... 75% of, like, flashbacks and, like, character development to Borg. Uh, and then they maybe 25% to Shia's character, McEnroe. And you, I feel like you don't learn a ton about um, McEnroe's childhood. And I think he's so important to the story that, you know, he shouldn't be just, like, that villain in the background, right? And they, they even make a joke about that. Like, when they're uh, when they're interviewing him, in the press and shit. They're like, uh, 
ask him all these questions. Like, well, why don't you guys talk about my tennis? Why do you always ask me? I know you guys need a villain, but why can't you talk about my skill? And and I think they kind of um, I don't know. I wanted more shy. I'm, I'm being being honest with you. That's what I'm in a roundabout way. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I wanted more shy, but we got some pretty good shy on this, and I really enjoyed this performance. Out of um, out of five shyas, how would you rate this? I mean, it's not his best, but I mean. Probably three, three and a half shyas three, for, for his performance. That's not my score for the movie. I know, but that's that's a or good that's a good sh- that's a good shy score. Yeah, I like him a lot in this. He uh, you want he, at least a three or better. Yeah, he uh, but yeah, that showdown is actually very, very good, very well done. the uh, The first two acts kind of boring. A, a lot of the boringness comes from Borg and his his story and and everything. Um, turns out this was the fifth Wimbledon. That these guys played. There was a sixth. Mm. And they don't even show that in the movie. They just put it in the ending credits. This is what happened in the sixth Wimbledon. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, pretty cool story, I think. I, I did kind of like this movie, even though it had a lot of problems. Um, I just think if it was it was more um, balanced. It just was so off balance. Like, you jump to the most random flashbacks of... of uh, it's, it, it's interesting you bring up flashback because I was talking to someone uh, this past week about flashbacks as a storytelling medium and uh, maybe can you maybe you can do that as a topic later on but uh, yeah it's I feel like there is a wrong and right way of doing it yeah I think they and, kind of overused it here and I feel like either you it, it, I mean and also sometimes I feel like even if you have to tell something in a flashback sometimes you don't need to jump back then I think not, you can use like visuals that. not only that the flashbacks were very repetitive. Oh, it was man. like him being young and aggressive. And then he was a little bit older, but aggressive again. Like yeah. it was just unnecessary. There was nothing new. There's no self-discovery. Yeah, There's no yeah. coming of age. Ex- exactly. I mean, we could, we could talk about flashbacks maybe in a different episode. Cause I feel like that's an interesting thing to break down. You know, there yeah, is, yeah. I mean, especially cause that can bring down a fucking movie. There's movies where I watch and I'm like, it's like, I don't like how the way they integrated flashback or like, it's too heavy on like looking back in the past to try to tell a story about now. This is a tough story to tell, I think, because you're trying to cram two guys' stories into one. Um, there's no real hero, so I, I get why it was difficult, but I just don't. I'm pretty sure really Ron agree. Howard kind of did the same thing with Rush with uh, Chris Hemsworth. It and, sounds uh, like the. Uh, it sounds. Like, it gives it sounds that same like the vibe. tennis version of Rush. Yeah, I haven't seen Rush, but I, I remember watching it when it first came out, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, not to say it was like the best movie, but I remember having a good time with it. And I think they told both sides uh, in a compelling way, enough way, you know. They they covered like little vignettes of their life. I'm just thinking and back you now. Gets, it gets be- you, you get to know the characters a little bit better. We got a fire. Oh, shit. That's okay. Um, I think Shia is great in this. I, I love Shia, man. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's biased, but I truly think his performance is good. His emotional investment to such a small role. Like, any old fucking actor could have just did this. Like, all right, whatever. You're going to play this historical figure, whatever. Uh, but Shia just seems like he's he's he, putting in 110%. Yeah, and how way you describe McEnroy, he seems like he says you put a, he puts a lot of emotion into his test. Right. Maybe, maybe Shia does the same thing. He puts, like, all of his Dude, emotions out there I in think his performances. This, that, was like, that was like fucking casting uh, lightning in a bottle uh-huh. right there. Cause like Borg, like you truly don't give a sh- I don't give much of a shit about him, even though he's the he's the hero and like the the fucking champion. He's not the underdog. No. Um, but yeah, 
Shia, awesome. I'm gonna, gi- I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this movie a watch. Honestly, it's a high three for me. Okay, high 3. 3. It's all no, no, no. It's more like a three point two. <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah, it's close to being a three and a half, man. It's just, it's just those first two acts drag, but that okay. third act and Shia's performance are the. Uh, it makes it worth the watch, and I recommend it if you're a shy completionist. <laughs> Everyone should strive to be a shy completionist. Damn, it's a shame he didn't get to watch this in his uh, little experiment he did a couple years ago. Oh, watch my movies? Yeah, where he just watched all of them. This Remember, you, were of them. The, you were there when that happened, right? I waited in line and then realized that the line wasn't moving, so I left. Yeah, you told me about it, and I freaked out, and I'm like, I'm rushing over what happened to go was, see it. So there's a theater here. Uh, the line out the door. As people leave, new people can come in and sit with Shy and watch every single performance he's been in. Uh, I went to the front of the line and asked, uh, how long have you been waiting? And they were like, uh, four and a half hours. I was like, I don't, I can't. Yeah. And they weren't even inside. They're at the front door. Then when you get inside, there's a new line. Fuck yeah, that. I don't think that's worth it. But that's it for me. That's all I watched. Yeah. Steve, I think you like this movie. I'll give it a shot. It sounds like fun. It's fun. I learned some shit about tennis. I was thrilled for the third act. I've been trying. And this year has been a year of uh, discovering. I really want to become a sports guy, maybe. Maybe that's my new calling in life, becoming a sports guy. I think you're... Shooting in the dark here, and, but uh, sure. Yeah, so uh, yeah, maybe this movie will make me give a fuck about tennis. Okay. You guys ready to talk Asians? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> talk Asians. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so sure. They, you know, yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's talk Crazy Rich Asians. All Here's right. a clip. March. We've been dating for over a year now, and I think it's about time people met my beautiful girlfriend. What about us taking an adventure east? Like Queens? Singapore. Colin's wedding. Don't you want to be my family? I hardly know anything about them. Every time I bring them up, it changes the subject. Maybe his parents are poor and he has to send them money. Let's take a bag and get you checked into first class. Nick, we can't afford this. So your family is rich? We're comfortable. That is exactly what a super rich person would say. I want money. All right, that was a great clip, right? C. One of the best. All right, uh, so <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians was uh, directed by John M. Cho. Stars Constant Wu. Uh, Constant? Constance Wu. I think said Constant Wu. Constant. There was a Constant Woo. Wu from the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest shit you've ever said in your life. Uh, Henry oh, Golding. You probably find dumber. <laughs> uh, Michelle Yeoh. And uh, Aquafina, a couple of other names. Uh, Harry Shum Jr. makes an, or Harry Shum Jr. makes an appearance. Ken Jeong make, made an appearance, which I did not expect. Um, but yeah, here's the uh, synopsis: An American-born Chinese economics professor accompanies her boyfriend to Singapore for his best friend's wedding, only to get thrust into the lives of rich Asians. Oh wait, lives of Asians, rich and famous. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what I thought you said it just got thrust into life of Asians. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's because uh, what? Uh, I can't see uh, thrust into lives of Asians, rich and famous. Rich and uh, famous. What did you think of Crazy Rich Asians? Um, damn. I, I'm gonna go first because I'm super removed from it. And I'm, I just don't want to forget. Whoa! All right, so I got super lucky. You guys picked this movie, um, kind of with you know on your your own. Like I don't think I really mentioned it as an option. Um, and I had already seen it. <laughs> saw it on Monday, right? I think I saw it on Sunday, bro. Damn. I saw it the day after we recorded the last episode. And you know what's funny? You were so, you're like, you're like, you know, I'm going to go watch this movie, and you did. 
I don't. You. I had. I had to see it because someone I think has decent taste in movies said something positive about it, and I was like, "All right." So many people are saying this is looking corny as hell, terrible. You know, I don't know. But anyways, um, Crazy Rich Asians is an important film. People are saying. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to deny what they're saying. Yeah. Um, basically, it's one of the first uh, American all Asian. films that is all Asian cast, and uh, you know, for for uh, for the like, I think it's been like five six years or some shit since we've had a movie like that, which is too long, you know. Yeah. Uh, however, it's I would chalk it up to people just suck at watching movies because uh, Asia has great cinema. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, you can't expect them to watch that because it's not in English, which is, you know. I got to read during my movie. Yeah, which, like, there's tons of Asian cinema that is just <laughs> fucking, like, I would, <laughs> I don't know. No, this is, I'm pretty sure that's, like, a conversation I have with someone once. It's just, like, I don't want to read. <laughs> they have no problem reading fucking subtitles and, like, when they speak different languages when they're watching Fast and the Furious, though. All Ooh, right, so uh, Crazy Rich out. Asians is about... Um, as Harvey said, so you get you got this girl played by uh, Constance Wu. I can't remember her name now. What's her name? In the movie? Yeah. Rachel Chu. Rachel, Rachel yeah. Chu, Rachel right. Chu. And um, Nick, what's his name? Nick Young? I was going to say Nick Offerman. Oh my Nick God. Offerman? Yeah. Replace him with... That's, our, that's actually our topic. Rom-coms better with Nick Offerman. We I would love up. that. Yeah, we fucked so, up real bad. That would be great. So uh, basically, uh, this is an interesting rom-com because it does not start at the origins of them meeting like most of them do. You know, the serendipitous you know, laundromat meeting or whatever the fuck they do nowadays. Um, they're already dating in, in the very beginning. Isn't of the that movie. refreshing? It's a little bit refreshing um, unless you want to know exactly how they met. Uh, then probably not. Yeah, I don't know. that's kind of boring. But but um, yeah. So we start with uh, them having an established relationship. You know, they sleep over each other's houses, or maybe they have their own apartment. I don't remember. Um, they're at that stage, right? They're not, you know, new, but uh, they're at, they're still new enough to where she hasn't met his family, right? Uh, so she's kind of got these ideas that like, why is he hiding his family? He never talks about them. And then he, she suspects like that they're rich because of you know some evidence and whatnot. And uh, yeah, the movie starts almost like a fucking Baz Luhrmann movie, like <laughs> the way like it has this flashy uh, cuts between like different scenarios. And um, in the in the beginning scene, they they like some Asian girls in the beginning like snap a photo of him with the new girl, Rachel Wu. And they send that over to the social networks of fucking Asia. And then, <laughs> just like, so and you that, mean you mean text messaging? Like no, just, they like post it on oh, like, what WhatsApp? I don't know what they did, but it went viral in that <laughs> particular community. And and yeah, she's the talk of the town. Oh, it turns out she's coming for this wedding. So she, he invites her to this wedding, and uh, she's nervous. Yada yada yada. And yeah. Basically, the entire family is anticipating this random girl, and they allude to like all these rich families, like they all know each other. So, like Chu, which Chu is she a part of? What Chu Industries? Family? Yeah, she's like which one? You know, it turns out she's just some plain old Chu. You know, single mom, 
Raised her in Chinatown, probably. You know, she, you know, the true like working class. You know, and uh, she does not relate to these uh, insanely rich people who've developed oh. all of Singapore and much of Asia. And yeah, so so there we are. We we then spiral into the next part of the story where she actually goes over there and starts meeting people, and things spiral out of control as most rom coms do. Yeah. Rom coms are there's always shit happening. You know, the the relationship almost doesn't make it. You know, like stuff like that. I mean, imagine you watch a rom com and that didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know what uh like whether people. What the fuck? Like, imagine like you watch a, rom- a romantic comedy and it's just like everything's good. There's no hurdle. There's no hurdle. Like, yeah, we met. It's, we really <laughs> liked each other. We stayed together for years. We got married. It's like <laughs> it never happens. <laughs> you know how stale that fucking movie will be. Like, it's just like it's just like one scene of them just sitting on the couch eating takeout, watching Netflix. That's like a whole like ten minute scene. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking action. So, um, let's just talk about how much. Uh, of the movie I liked and what yeah, I, maybe did you I like didn't it? like it. All right. So I will say this, this movie is surprisingly not as maybe uh, corny or unwatchable as you think it might be. Um, mm-hmm. The way it's presented, you're, just, you're not really sure. I think, and I think a lot of people are like the, the name is kind of dumb, crazy rich Asians, you know, like he, he, he crazy. Like it's just, I don't think it's a good title, but I, 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 I would agree. I don't really have an alternative. But. Yeah, and that's and that was my issue because you I was call like, it rich Asians, to be honest. honest. I mean, I don't think you need the crazy. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it adds a certain. I, I guess add something. Uh, so disgustingly rich Asians. No, that just sounds negative. They're disgustingly rich, bro. Fucking <laughs> literally put Donald Trump to shame. Anyone so, can. <laughs> I mean, monetary. Oh, um, it seems so. Yeah, I think you know the performances are not bad. I think everything's pretty pretty up to par. There's some silly tropes and like there's comedic moments where you just can't imagine whatever happened in real life. But I think a lot of rom coms have that. <clears throat> Particularly um, Aquafina. Let's talk about her for just a second. She has not been in a lot of movies, but she she's been up and coming now with the uh, Ocean's Eight movie. Yeah. She was very underutilized in Ocean's Age. She was I just she was just kind of there. Just, yeah, and her lines were written very uh not for her. She she's funny. I've I've watched her YouTube and stuff. Well, and she had no, she out. had one funny moment in in Ocean's Age, but I just can't remember it. I remember I had chuckled, so. Yeah, but most of the time, meh. But this movie I think they do a good job at making her. She's still a little obnoxious, um but I think that's kind of her character. Uh but she has some really good lines that i think are funny in this mm-hmm. and i may have laughed at a couple and uh which is <laughs> good you know yeah. laughed out loud in the theater i can't i actually can't tell you what they were I'm, that's not a, really anything to say about the movie but it's been a while but yeah i like her character a lot and i like how um we have her in the movie for rachel chu to uh fall back on when when your things go awry, well, not only that, but like you're just surrounded by people you just can't relate with, and the main character Rachel Chu just can't relate with. Mm-hmm. And if she's around them all the time, I think it's exhausting, and it's nice to have that uh, down to earth moments with uh, yeah Aquafina's character. Um, yeah, you know, there's like these tropey moments that you know happen that in every rom com that we just brought up, but I think they're not handled too poorly and i think this movie serves passable as um 
for the people who like this genre and like feel yeah. good movies and you know and I think it's uh you know not only is it an all Asian romantic comedy but it's it's you know a decently made romantic yeah uh, comedy yeah I guess I I'll just say yeah I guess I'll just jump in and, and agree with almost everything you said uh, I definitely wasn't excited to see this movie like it wasn't something on my radar I saw the trailer and I was thinking like oh it's a romantic comedy like I'm okay. And oh, I don't think you guys know this. I'm pretty sure this is our first romantic comedy that we're reviewing. Oh, it has like a main review? Yeah, it's a main be, review. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Most dude, the, the genre's dead. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. If you think about it, it's like not really. We don't around. get like the last one that was big and people like talked about was the big sick. We watched. Um, fuck, what's it called? Phantom Thread. No, <laughs> yeah, romantic <laughs> comedy. The one with the married couple. Oh, uh, oh, the lovers. Yeah, lovers. but that's like so indie. Man. It's like, yeah. yeah. I think it was romantic comedy. In a way, I, I guess. Yeah, right. in a way. But, um, but I mean, yeah, like big blockbuster. Yeah, we don't get big name rom-coms anymore that are even yeah. worth a shit. So, uh, so yeah, I, I found myself pleasantly surprised. Like, I, I had a good time with it. I, I thought performances and the cast were solid. Uh, uh, the, the first part of the film, I would say the first 15 minutes, I was kind of weary. I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm like this. It was just like, it kind of like, it's just because it started off as this very you know, tropey kind of rom-com in, in the sense of all these stories being tell, told. And as we kind of progress and they go to Singapore and we we start interacting with like the main cast, a lot of them, that's when it started hooking me in and I, I kind of started to kind of enjoy their, their presence, especially uh, Aquafina's character and her family, which I thought were pretty fucking funny. The dude that just kept taking photos of her, just like randomly, like dude. that was funny. Yeah. Dude, it was just like it was like so it was so creepy, but yeah, it was just yeah, the, the, yeah, the whole it's thing. such an unrealistic character, but it's uh, funny. Uh, so I don't know. There's some people who probably like saw the trailer and saw oh, a romantic comedy uh, with an all Asian cast, and they just think it's kind of a gimmick. But I think the way it's utilized, uh, specifically in this film, I think it it's able to tell a very compelling story about you know about culture and who you are you know especially like you know identity is super important i feel like this year it's like main theme in 2018 for films is identity we you know i've been i feel like we've seen a lot of movies that try to tackle that especially culturally uh and i think i think it does it really well like you know seeing how you know a chinese american coming over to singapore and like interacting with who she thinks is her people as well but they don't see her that way you know they see her as an american first so I, I really thought that added to without the, money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that added a lot to the story. And uh, in a certain way, I feel like it brings a a, a great level of, like uh, relatability. And I think even if you're not, you know, have any, you know, relation to like any Asian descent or you don't have that that level of relatability, I think it still can grip you and you can still understand and you know feel empathy for her character and the situation she's in. Because I think we all kind of feel that way sometimes, especially if you grow up in a, you know, especially if you're like, you know, your parents were immigrants or if you have that, that, you know, a deep, deep connection with family, like, you know, how the way they have where it's like, you know, you know, tradition and having certain way, certain things be a certain way within your family. Uh, I think most people can find uh, something to hold on to. And I think it works for the story a lot. Uh, the comedy was, you know, hit or miss. It wasn't. The best thing about the comedy was that when they try to be funny, it was never like I roll my eyes, which there's cer- certain romantic comedies that fucking do that where I'm like, holy shit, like that yeah, was yeah. like so fucking bad. Yeah, no hard 
yeah, eye rolls. I think yeah. my, my girlfriend Tap will disagree. Yeah, there was like... But I think she rolled her eyes once yeah. or twice. I think they're definitely playing to a certain audience. Obviously, uh, Asian Americans are people, you know, who, who are from Asian descent who probably got more jokes than I did. They're probably like certain things that I just didn't get culturally. But I think there was just like a lot of overall great moments. Not great moments, but like comedic moments that, that I found funny. Uh, it's not the funniest movie we've ever seen by by any means, but I think it was. I think overall this movie's solid. Right, it's yeah. like a solidly built. It it wasn't like someone just kind of came in, thought of a fucking idea, and like, oh, let's do this, and like, and just kind of half-assed it the way through, and just you're like, no, you could tell that there was like some effort put behind it, you know, with the casting, with story, with you know, writing. There's just I think I think it was solid. I think what people were afraid of. Which I had a thought myself, but like, is this going to be an Asian uh, Tyler Perry movie? Well, right. I think so. I think that's and that's what I, I got, think, and that's I what I was that's mentioning. What people were worried about. Yeah, I think but, that's that's what uh, I was mentioning about that kind of gimmick or that little thing where it's like, oh, it's this, but you know, with all Asian, they're supposed to, you know, it, it's trying to pull you in, but it's not that at all. Like, I think anyone can, if you like romantic comedies and you walk into this, I think you're going to have a good time. I think there's a the emotions are pretty deeply explored. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially near the the I say the third act. I feel like I feel like the every every emotion that you kind of feel or kind of like see the character go through. I think it's well earned. It wasn't it wasn't like you know they're just playing by these beats where it's like oh here it comes the sad moment, yeah. and then everyone's just like yeah. It's no. I think I think everything is well earned in terms of like character development and I think. Realistically, I'm I'm gonna just go ugh, to any rom com because like I'm I'm not a as much of a hopeless romantic anymore. <laughs> I've kind of, I, I'm being honest with you, like what you, I think most people have been in. Meanwhile, like, your rom-com. girlfriend listens to this episode. <laughs> no, what I mean is what I mean is that um, no, it's the exact opposite. No, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, I know. When you're I'm in a you. long relationship and you see all these like unrealistic things, yeah, you, you learn how unrealistic they are. And you of have, course, you have no hope for stuff like that. You 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 start to have a realistic approach towards romance and i think it's better that way but obviously it takes the effect away from these movies harvey what do you think tyler perry presents this crazy rich agents <laughs> where did that come from <laughs> i was thinking about how you used to joke about when i was watching training day and you kept saying it was a tyler perry movie why did i think that I don't, <laughs> no you didn't think you were just fucking with me tyler perry presents training, training day, day. <laughs> wait what it's just, it's just a joke. Dumbest thing. I don't even know where that came from. Florida. Um. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, what did you think? Yeah, what do you think of Rich Asians? Um, I'm, uh, I think it's uh, great that it, that this exists. Um, you don't sound like it's a great thing. What do you mean? I don't know, you sound kind of you're like I think it's great. You sound pretty sad. I mean, that? isn't this how I always talk? No, I feel like no. Earlier, you're a little bit more enthusiastic. I can tell the levels of Harvey. Hey, uh, you cared more about McDonald's than you did. There was like uh, some passion behind minorities McDonald's. being <laughs> minorities being represented on American cinema. Screen. Crazy rich ages. This I'm so excited. This movie exists. <laughs> That's more like it. Um, I, I I really do like that this movie was made though. Um. I like uh, that we're getting a lot more movies with all ethnic casts and that they're doing very well. Um, I, I guess you can't really help but like kind of compare this to like uh, Black Panther, which uh, mm-hmm. which uh, featured a primarily all black, uh, all black cast. 
Um, yeah, I think uh, I think this movie definitely works. It works on uh, pretty much every level that you would want a romantic comedy to work on. Uh, it has comedy. It has a uh, kind of the sappy romance. Uh, two lovers that want to be together despite outside forces not wanting them to be together. I think that um, I think the like the cultural uh, like the cultural obstacles that stand in their way. Um, I think they did a really nice job of making that um, uh, making it real and making it. Um, feel natural there's a lot of romantic comedy movies that will fucking just feature these ridiculous situations where these couples fall out of love or their love is um interrupted or or um i don't know sort of um it it, it falters in some way because of some ridiculous fucking plot yeah it's like something you don't think like the girl wouldn't be that misunderstanding right? yeah yeah there's like, you always, always think like, like you shouldn't be with that girl because how easy she dropped you right yeah, like there's like it, that's a great point too because I feel like the other way, like the things they're fighting against to you know keep their love together, it, it seems realistic. Like you get it, where in certain romantic comedies, just like it's like really, yeah, that she like saw like a a one tiny like out of context thing and she's just done with them. Yeah, there's yeah. like I mean because realistically, real people and real adults. You know, yeah, they would fight, but I feel like there's a little bit more of a conversation there other than like yeah they. Stork. Figure out what they, with logic. Yeah, figure out. but yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. What are you saying, Harvey? Um, yeah. So I like the conflict. I like the plot. Um, she has to kind of contend with, uh, I don't know, hundreds, if not fucking like, uh, yeah, like hundreds of years of tradition and uh, and culture. And um, she goes in it pretty naive, thinking that they're going to be all the same. Like they're the same people. They come from the same place, but, uh, she quickly learns that that's not the case. And they still view her as an outsider because she is American. And they believe that, um, yeah, that American, those American values and that American culture comes before her as a, as a, as a Chinese person. Um, I like that conflict a lot. And I like that. Um, I like how it was, how it played out. Uh, Michelle uh, Yeo is um, really great in this. She, she still has, looks great. She does still look great. She um, she's Korean though, right? Um, I don't think so. I think she's Chinese. I'm pretty she sure. Look it up. Yep. I'm sure she's <laughs> yeah. I already grabbed the laptop. Like, um, but yeah, she she's really great in this. She has this um, incredibly older, um, just uh, very powerful presence. She's um, she reminds me a lot of like. Um, yeah, She's Malaysian. Is she Malaysian? I mean, yeah, Malaysian Chinese. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, her, I think her character is really great in this. I think. Um, what else did I want to talk about? I think this has a lot of style, and it, it's it has a lot more style than uh, romantic comedies I've seen in recent time. I think it looks really, really good. I think they, they do a lot of interesting things with um, with uh, Singapore and. Um, and uh, the cho- the locations and um, how it's shot, I think it's it just all looks very appealing and r- very stylish and modern. Um, I think the relationship itself lacks a little bit for me. I don't feel that they're necessarily. Um, I don't feel the chemistry's there to a very real degree. 
Um, I think some of it seems a little bit forced or unnatural. Okay. Um, I wonder if it's because we don't get enough time of them together. That's that's yeah. I was about I to think, think that there was like a se- in the second act we really don't see uh, them together as much. I was, it's a lot of family I, formality. I was yeah. I was thinking that about that too, and I think that may have something to do with it. Although I don't know. I think uh, if they had traded the time spent with like the family and stuff i really enjoy that stuff as well so i don't know i think it would have i don't know you would have been trading uh just trading things at that point because i do like a lot of the scenes with the family and how they interact with each other especially how they treat uh rachel and um it gives you a real sense of uh i don't know, like the culture that they that they live in and how it differs from her and her upbringing and um, really how those two eventually clash. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think, um, yeah, we, we definitely needed a little, uh, like, it's like going back to the big six. That was another, you know, cultural clashing uh, kind of fucking rom-com. But, like, but in that movie, we actually got, um, we got some scenes of them being human and, like, laying in bed yeah. and watching movies together. And we don't get that here. It's just, it's just all just on the go. Yeah, that reminds me. That's why I was going to... When you guys were talking earlier, I was going to disagree about like um, uh, when the characters meet each other versus them already being in the relationship. I think there's a lot of power in uh, in in, first, in showing them yeah. uh, first meeting. I think those scenes. I'm always those are always usually my my favorite scenes in uh, in romantic comedies. They're even in romantic just romantic romantic films. Like the meeting is always. It's super important and it's always very compelling, like um, if if done right. I mean, so I think that could have had some power in it, even if it's just showing the meat. I think there's a lot of um, it can do a lot of uh, development just just in in that uh, in that short while. I think it would have had to been a flashback though, or them just getting to know each other. I'm not sure. It could have been because like. To get to where they were, I mean, this was just way too much time. Yeah. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Yeah, I, I got Aquafina in, in this is really good. Um, I think she was definitely utilized uh, uh, much better in this film than in uh, Ocean's 8. Uh, she had a couple, couple good lives in this. And um, you get to see her um, be more of a di- like a dynamic character in this, too. She, she just had like uh, kind of like these f- shitty funny well supposed to be funny one-liners and uh oh she's eight but in this you kind of see her also be like the funny guy but she also kind of plays like a support system like you mentioned for uh, purpose yeah for rachel's character i liked i like how she was used in this yeah um i do think there's still obviously a level of corniness to this being a romantic comedy it's very very difficult to escape like those tropes because if you get yeah. rid of those, I mean, you're like in uncharted territory where not many romantic comedies have been. And I don't think a lot of people who don't watch a lot of movies would like it if they didn't do those tropes. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think those definitely have them. And and um, I don't know. They, I, it, it just gets boring after a while, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. But overall, I think this is a this is a... As far as romantic comedies go, I think it's a very good one. It has a really good, really good story and a really solid plot. It's um, like rooted in uh, in uh, like realistic uh, circumstances and and very human circumstances. Like I mentioned, I like that about it. 
And um, yeah, it's an all-ethnic cast. I think that's great. There, I, I can't remember one white face, if I'm honest. There wasn't. Well, I think there were some white people, like when they got on the, the boat. Yeah, yeah, I saw, the, you know, saw some white people. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> oh no, actually, they were. Uh, I liked what they were doing. You guys didn't notice this? The white people were the slaves in this movie. Yeah, they're like, in sh- they, like the sh- white sh- people sh- when they were like in that hangar. They were like the bartenders yeah. and the the concierge and shit. We were uh, we were the workhorses. Yeah. I liked what they did. <laughs> some some yeah, symbolism. Like, the, like the, that. the shipping containers thing was weird for me. I'm not sure. If they meant anything by that, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just grasping at shit. Maybe you're grasping. It's a cool <laughs> idea, though. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like silly, ridiculous stuff, but I think that shipping container thing was kind of funny because you realize how rich they really are. I think it was pretty funny. Yeah, that really gave context. Like, is like someone can just say like there was a scene where one character was buying something very like expensive, and you're like, oh wow. But like that really didn't top when they were like renting shit. Like when they fucking basically bought that tanker or that fucking giant freight. And they were like fucking party on that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's that shows you what they have, like what real money is. That's funny that that Asian guy who plays the uh, there's a lot of Asian guys in this movie, obviously. Who plays that like? <laughs> yeah, you can't do that in this movie. <laughs> that that uh, you know that Asian actor. Um, no, the the guy who's the the short fucking crazy the, wild one of guy. the yeah the one of the groomsmen. He's like a stand up comedian actually. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I think I know who he is. He's, he's in uh, he's in Silicon Valley. Yeah, he's in Silicon Valley. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Which I don't watch, but yeah. I you like should the, watch. I like the other one, like the douchebag one, the optimal angle guy. No, oh, it's like optimal, <laughs> optimal view, optimal yeah. view. Yeah, dude, it's just like, dude. Yeah, this movie has like little moments where you're like, it's so fucking absurd. But like, they, I think they do well at like creating characters. Like these, these family members are rich. They, they're not all like interchangeable. Yeah, I think they the way I quirks. view this movie is, um, I think some of the flaws, they're the tropes, not flaws. I wouldn't call them flaws. Um, I think they're. Uh, I think they're a product of the environment of you know what what's popular what what emotions people like to feel when they go see movies what's gonna tell the common moviegoer to tell their friends to watch that movie yeah uh yeah I think most of the things I disliked about this are yeah. just things that are kind of inherent to uh, a romantic yeah. comedy I'm, I'm probably gonna rate it with that in mind though for sure mm-hmm. yeah I'm not gonna rate it in like making it. A cinematic masterpiece. As close oh, to a cinematic no, masterpiece I, as you can. Right? I try. I try when I'm like thinking about like and rating anything. I have to think of just overall. If, if this was made for me, this like, you know, certain movies are not fucking made for me, and but still can be good. You know, they still have some kind of substance. So yeah, it's not a bad way of going going about it. Um, I think. Uh, I think. I think there could have been a lot more of Rachel too, because I think even though it is a romantic comedy, and on to some level the uh, the two lovers are generally usually equal, I think she's definitely like the main character of this movie. Oh yeah. And um, I don't know. I don't feel like we get enough of her. We don't get enough of her like development, and and uh, we understand that she's a professor, an economics professor. However, in game theory, uh, to be specific. We don't really get a ton of that coming into the movie until like later on, and uh, in the ending, uh, I don't know. I don't think there's enough about her character that makes her like a a unique, compar- compelling character. Um, she's I don't know. She's fine as she is, I suppose, but I think there are so many opportunities to make her, uh, yeah, just a more compelling character, a more um, more likable character. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, she was fine as is, I guess. 
Um, he was okay. Same with, the, I think, the guy we get even less of him, but, I mean, I think that's a bit more understandable as he's, like, the not, not a, like, the main character. and He's uh, not important. Yeah, I don't think he's as important as she is, but we also get hardly anything of him. We get, like, a little, like, the little flashback in the beginning or whatever that is, but um, I don't think that does a ton about his, uh, to the credit of his character, except for just maybe establishing like how rich they are. Um, yeah. Anything else from you guys? No, I mean, I feel like, I feel I, like I said, I, you know, this movie definitely didn't reinvent the fucking wheel. Like it didn't like, you know, it didn't break down like romantic yeah. comedy conventions. I think it played with the I- different ideas and I think it works in its I have, favor. I, have I think it played thing. with the biggest one, which is white. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. That's 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 definitely that's yeah. definitely a big one. <laughs> that's true. Um, here, here's a couple things I'll add. Fucking brown um, people can't love each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know, I think from the white American perspective, you guys just uh, every foreign person's in an arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> but we're the only ones that fall in serendipitous love. love. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so here, here's a couple things, right? This movie has received some criticism from uh, some Asian people uh, who say this is rehashed from tons of Korean and Chinese dramas they've watched. If you don't watch a ton of those, I'm sure you'll be fine and won't notice it. I so mean, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm sure it absolutely is. I yeah. mean, that's every fucking. But that's, that's okay. What, that's I what mean, movies are. I still think it's cool to bring that to the big screen and, and make a bunch of white people watch it. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I should mention, um, I went saw with Taffy, my girlfriend, who is an Asian uh, person. She, uh, she did not enjoy it much. No. I, mean, I think her score was like two and a half. Uh, she did not I mean, enjoy it. I think... Um, I could definitely understand why people would not like this. Yeah, so maybe. I think yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah, I think we'll... I'm surprised at my score. She probably will be surprised at my score. Uh, you didn't tell your score? Uh, I don't tell her score. I make her listen. Oh. Gosh, <laughs> that's love right there. <laughs> no, well, I'll, I'll post it on a letterbox post episode release, so she'll see it there. All right, you guys ready to drop? Yeah, let's scores? drop scores. Let's let's drop some crazy rich scores. Oh, go! All right, uh, Tom, what do you what do you? I'll go first. Bad boy, doing a light three and a half. You know, okay. I mean, uh, almost almost a heavy three and a half. I'm surprised. Aside from, right, yeah, I'm surprised. I can't I can't lie to you and say that I was bored or rolled my eyes or hated the movie no, this so. movie's definitely like it's definitely i would tell people it's worth a watch if someone asked me like should i go watch it? i'm like yeah go watch it it's, maybe I not had, I had well, a good time. yeah i guess right now if you're choosing big movies to go watch you'd have to choose that one don't see the meg for sure yeah i think people should put their money towards like movies like this other than other shit you know there's other sh- fucking shitty movies out there i think this is not a shit it's good uh i, I would i think i'll have to jump on board with you it's, it's a three and a half for me I, I i really had a good time and uh Overall, uh, I would I would definitely go. This is something I would probably rewatch in the future. You know, nothing I go out of my way for, but if it's on or if I see it, I'm like, yeah, definitely throw it back on. And I, I heard rumors that they're coming out the sequel already and planning. And you know what? I might watch the sequel, depending on the trailer. Crazy Rich sequel. Crazy. Yeah, that. Dang, you should get in this business. Yeah, man. Just naming shit. I'd be good at naming like serials. Uh, no, like those shitty ass movie action movies that have like just random <laughs> fucking subtitles. <laughs> oh, we have to we have to come back to that later. Um, I kind of want to hear this. 
No, I'm no. somewhere between a three and a three and a half. Um, so three, three point two five. Yeah, I'm, it's a strong three for me. It's a strong three. Um, I'm not the biggest romantic comedy fan, although I've I've seen like fucking we've nearly all, every one. Yeah, we've but, we um, all say that was like yeah. we're not fans, but we've seen a lot. I'm a fan of like the early ones. Not early ones, but like uh, older ones, like seventies, eighties yeah. romantic comedies, even some nineties. Um, I think I there's some good early two thousands, and I think there's still some good ones. They just that's come, when it was dying. They just come at such uh, such freaking like odd intervals. Yeah, they they come like three years yeah. apart. So I'm, I'm just tired of seeing like the same shit over and over again. Yeah, if I'm honest. This um, was definitely different enough for me to like, you know, be intrigued and kept, you know, kept. Uh, you know what the fuck? What, what word I'm looking for? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it kept me uh, entertained. Sorry, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of the fucking word. Yeah. Uh, do you sweat? Did you guys? Did you guys choke up at the wedding scene? No. Although yeah. that, we didn't mention that at all, but I don't think we should. But I think that was. Uh, yeah, there's always a wedding scene in every fucking romantic comedy. Um, but this is one of the the most interesting wedding scenes I've ever seen, mm-hmm. or just like that. That shit was beautiful. If that I'm was honest. beautiful. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was cool as shit. Yeah, actually. that was cool as I shit. I like, forgot about that until you. I was like, sitting, I'm like, yeah. like, what the fuck? And it made me want to get married. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like that's beautiful. I want to have a wedding like that. And, and that, cool as shit. It was a really well done scene because it it, it, it just it, the song that was playing yeah, and the like the, a jungle the, and shit. yeah the set cool design though. was really well done. Uh, that was a cool. I kept like. getting bothered though. I was like, her dress is getting wet as fuck right now. I mean. If you're it's, crazy rich, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Crazy rich her. Asian, you don't care about. Yeah, you don't give a shit. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you it's know, probably a waterproof dress. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like people like, like me aren't well represented in cinema right now. So, um, I'm gonna make a. <laughs> a film. I'm gonna make the white spin off of this, like they did Old Boy. So you're just gonna crazy rich Caucasians. <laughs> <laughs> fucking worst. It's like it's like a Trump wedding. It's just Trump. Shit. It's basically that. It's just like Donald Trump Jr. getting married. Fucking hey, that'll be the worst. Ivanka Trump meeting some guy. All right, we got to pick a movie for next week. We don't have to. Oh shit! I didn't even bring it up. Oh yeah, I didn't either. So, so guys, uh, next week we have. What's coming out next week? Do 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 do. All right, let's see. Um. Yeah, next week. Oh, the show. so I mean, so there's one coming out next week that Sean already saw. It expands world, uh, nationwide. He already saw it and reviewed it, and I feel like we shouldn't give him the satisfaction. So we're we're at a we're at a predicament here. It's it's another one of those weeks. This is actually a strange month. I kind of like it. I don't really like it. Uh, op- operation. What is that? Uh, Operation for now. Oh, it's the one Isaac, uh, Oscar, uh, Oscar Isaac and Ben Kingsley, where he's hunting down the, the man who initiated the uh, extermination of the Jewish people. Oh right, right, right. Uh, Destination Wedding. I kind of want to see that. Uh, it stars our boy Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something. We know a writer. Oh, it's also the Little Stranger. This is a period piece with Dalma Gleason. Period piece. You I say? see something called Cynthia. I think it's a horror movie, and it looks interesting. No, put the phone down. Um, there's Ken. It looks to be like some sort of sci-fi, maybe. Juliet naked. 
You, you saw the first five <laughs> minutes of that. The first five seconds, I was like, I stormed out. I was like, what is happening? How did this happen to me? Uh, yeah, we could come back to this later. You think we should shelve it? Yeah, we shelve it for now. I think we'll find something throughout the week. There's a dog documentary called Pick of the Litter. Pick of the Litter? It's an IFC movie. Mandy's coming out. That's interesting. So Mandy will be next month. Uh, we can... Uh, yeah, we figure this out later. Yeah, we can figure it out. We yeah, we're going to have to shelf it again. I hate to do this, but... Um, There's no like definitive picks right yeah, now. There's just so a lot of stuff to, that we have to like think about. We, and, you we know, have it's to process. evaluate, and I would hate to do that. And when we by evaluate, we, we usually get one of us texts on Thursday... So what what movie we watch? Usually Wednesday. We panic and then we just throw some out there. Yeah, that's what usually. That's what we mean. I mean, I think Crazy Rich Asians was a good choice. It was a good choice. I'm glad I was able to watch it. I'm. I'm, I would have been. You know, I I like the fact that uh, we had an opportunity to check this one out. I will shelf it. All right. Uh, I guess we can move into our topic now. Uh, I'm gonna go first because I fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Shit. How'd you fuck up? Oh, we're going to hear about it. Oh, I don't have a backup, so I hope you don't pick so, me. So, I think... <laughs> who came up with this topic? I think you did. Did you? Someone did. Someone say, like... Someone thought... Me. Yeah, someone said a ridiculous comment, and I'm just like, let's do that. Um, yeah, so this is... Uh, we're going to talk about some... <laughs> we're going to talk about some romantic comedies, uh, but... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> take take the uh, the mail. We're, so, we're, we're going to have to take, No, you don't have to take the mail. So you can replace anyone. Just a... We can't do lesbian romantic comedies. Yeah, we can't. Right? We could do gay romantic comedies. Why can't we do lesbian romantic because, comedies? Well, because I mean, it won't be. Because it's. I mean, she's a lesbian. Why would she be into Ryan Gosling? Well, I don't know. You can, right. I don't think we actually fully said what the topic was. We the didn't have any is, rules in this topic. The we're topic just like playing is, hot uh, We're just going to talk about movies, Ryan. romantic comedies, or just romantic movies, or romantic yeah, romantic, All right, let's stop being rom-coms. With uh, Ryan Gosling as the uh, we we need to stop beating around the bush. We all know why I want to do this. We want to talk about Ryan Gosling for a bit, right? Because right. we need to do at least but, once. So a week. what we're gonna do is pick a movie uh, that doesn't star Ryan Gosling. That we we pull that lead out and we replace him with Ryan Gosling to improve the film. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to go first because I I fucked up. I thought I thought I had the greatest one. I'm like sitting there. I'm like I'm like. Turns I out he's on. already in it. <laughs> I'm like going through. I'm like it's like romantic comedy, so I'm just looking yeah, through. So you replace the woman, and it's just double Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> it could be called Ryan Squared. Ryan Squared or Love Squared. Dude, squared. Let's fucking make this. I'm right. I'm writing this movie. <laughs> All right, so I'm sitting there looking through romantic comedies, and I'm thinking like, which one would be good? And I'm thinking like that Copyright. could work. Damn. And then and then I'm thinking, I come across this old movie when I watched when I was younger called Mannequin. And I'm like, this would be hilarious if we replaced Ryan Gosling with the lead. You, you know the story of Mannequin, right? You ever watch this movie? Oh, so you're saying it's Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I didn't realize until like halfway through the episode. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I haven't seen Mannequin. So Mannequin basically... How different is it? It's very different, but okay. it's still the same concept. Well, I mean, it's good. It's ty- He's typecasted. Remember remember Mannequin where... All right, so this... this uh, it's God, a basic- rom-com? Yeah, it's basically about this guy who finds this magical mannequin that at night in the mall it transforms into a real woman. I can't remember. And this. so during the day, it be- she becomes she's cursed basically. This so is Lars's the- best wish. Kim Cattrall. Yeah, Kim Cattrall. Lars and the real girl would love this. Dude, this movie is so weird. I don't even know why I watched it when I was a kid, but my mom put it on, and I'm like sitting like, what the fuck? So so at night, the mannequin becomes a real woman. And then during the day, she's just a regular mannequin, and he ends up falling in love with her because he works security at night. I believe, yeah, it's security at night or some shit. 
and he ends up falling in love with a mannequin and they get into a whole bunch of different antics throughout the day and it, it's such a weird fucking movie and i'm thinking like dude this would be hilarious if you just get like smooth like like a uh, crazy stupid love ryan gosling <laughs> in this situation with a mannequin instead of uh the I, autistic uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, but dude, that's that's why I kept chuckling. Like, there's like moments where I look at my computer and I start laughing because I'm like, I'm a fucking what idiot. What does the mannequin look like? Oh, <laughs> uh, I can show you. Give me one yeah. second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So my pick is not a real pick because wait, it's who, already wait, a movie. Wait, who did you mention? Who plays the guy? Uh, I have to look it up. Uh, Who's he replacing? Give me one second. I forgot this dude's name. Uh, Andrew, who, Andrew McCarthy. McCarthy. Andrew yeah. McCarthy. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, this movie's never so seen that movie. fucking ridiculous. I saw it a long time ago. It's a, it's a bit it of a while. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. So, so this what, imagine Ryan Gosling so in this no, situation. What year is this movie? Fucking 90, 90. I was like 80. Yeah. Uh yeah. Wait, so, show me the mannequin again. So this is the mannequin. It kind of looks like her, Kim Cadrell, in a weird way. Wait, that looks like a real human. I gotta see that up close. Yeah, it's like so So this is the mannequin. And then you have to imagine Ryan Gosling oh. in this position. That is creepy. Dude, I just imagine him walking around with the... Dude, I mean, but then I realize it's Lars and the Real Girl, basically. Yeah, in a way, but um, she actually comes to life. So basically, you're making, so you basically, you're making Lars's dreams come true. So this, this could movie. be this could be maybe a sequel? Yeah. Or something like everyone that? Everyone thought he was a crazy person living or, in his... Or, yeah. yeah. So, so that was my choice. It was a stupid choice. Albeit, you know, at first right. I thought it was genius. Well, okay. <laughs> Almost. Postmodernism, man. Someone already thought of it. Someone already thought of it. Someone, the, guy, the director, uh, Lars and Real Girl, is like, what if I made this with Ryan Gosling? All right. I'll go next since Harvey, I feel like he was earlier very confident about his. So we'll save the best for last. Mine's really bad. We'll see. But here's the thing, right? Sometimes uh, I think about 500 days of summer. And uh, replace the edition old Ryan. No, we're gonna. Rep- well, no, I don't mean it. Anything crazy like that. I mean, let's replace um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt with Ryan Gosling. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, insecurities really define him and his flaws, and and why he was not compatible with the summer. But Ryan Gosling has no flaws, so how could she ever do that to him? Right? Yeah. So, like, I think the tables might turn. I think if Ryan Gosling truly wanted, he could play her game, and, and she would be the one sitting on a bench wishing. Um, so, and, I, and I just think it would be a great um, reminder and wake-up call for girls like her who, who um, you know, kind of selfishly play with a boy's heart. In you such sound kind of hurt right now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You sound really And hurt. let's be honest. Do you think she would ever break up with Ryan Gosling? No. Fuck, I wouldn't break up with Ryan Gosling. I'm not sure what the story would be besides, um, I think maybe um, maybe he's so modest and so, like, maybe he's working on something right now and he doesn't really want to be in a romantic situation. And, and the entire time she's trying to convince him that she's worthy. And she's not. Nobody's worthy. I think uh, I think uh, that would be interesting. This is going to a deep place, man, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just I just want to put some context to this. Uh, I'm not that obsessed with Ryan Gosling, but I'm a little obsessed with Ryan Gosling. Uh, I do, I do have a pillowcase with his face on it at home. I will put that out there. Uh, quick question: Which what? is your favorite version of Ryan Gosling? 
I like Place Beyond the Pines. I think he's I think that's cool. It's Ryan Gosling. He's cool, but I don't know if I I like. I think I like. Uh, would you Would you date him? That version of Ryan isn't sustainable. Oh, do you, he's yeah, gonna I mean, out too quickly. You won't. think so? <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not talking about spoilers. It's uh, just look it's at the, an look old at ass the, movie. Look at the lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> of course. He's he's uh, he's absolutely out of control. So so which Ryan Gosling? I, would you, I would you really date? really enjoy. Um, the Blue Valentine, Ryan Gosling. Oh man, that's a great Ryan Gosling. I really enjoy his um, his his optimism towards love in the first uh, well, in the first segment. Yeah, there are some issues where you should never base your relationship around that movie, but that I'm talking about early. I think I think Gosling. I would definitely be with the uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Like I think uh, I that know, bad man. boy, that bad boy Edge is. Uh, but he's bad boy, but he's not really like he's kind of. There's some, there's some, there's some emotion down there. Yeah, deep in there. God, and he mm. like he he was a mover, and he wore a red moving shirt just like I did when I was younger. <laughs> I really resonate <laughs> with that movie. Harvey, thoughts on uh, well, your favorite Ryan? It's K, uh, of course. I mean, so you would date him? That's what we're date talking about. Date him? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about dating? Yeah, we're talking about which well, is yeah. your favorite to date? It would be K. Yeah, okay. I He's can see deprived that. of human contact, human emotion, um, love. You get to teach him about love. <laughs> what, is he your fucking pet? <laughs> I mean, you want to take K in as your fucking... He kind of is like a pet. He's like a fucking... Just a very naive and very... Um... You can teach him about love. <laughs> I think he'd be too stiff to hang out yeah. with. I don't know. I don't know. I think he'd loosen up after a while. I just want... I want Pun him... Intended. I want Ryan Gosling with a ukulele. You know, that's what I want. <laughs> Where the fuck does this topic go, man? This place this is going off the rails. All right, Harvey, what's your choice? What is this hot hot topic? Or it's, not hot a hot, it's not a hot pick. Um, I just thought it would be funny. That's that's usually how it goes when I'm about to offend my fucking latest date. <laughs> I thought it would be funny. And she just stares at me like, you dumb fuck. Um, how would you say that? Have you ever guys ever seen The Brothers? That sounds familiar. It's a it's a it's an African American movie. It has like Mar- Morris Chestnut in it, D.L. Hughley, Bill Bellamy, oh, Shamar Moore, Gabrielle Union's in it. So, I mean, black movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see where this is going. <laughs> okay, uh, there's the lead character, pretty much lead character. There's like four different stories for. Each, oh yeah, for I've, each. I've seen this movie. Yeah, it's been a while though. It, it, it centers around four friends. Um, and uh, each one has the, their own little subplot, and it, it's dealing with like love and uh, relationships. Uh, Morris Chestnut, he plays Jackson Smith, and uh, he has a problem committing, committing to women. He's in therapy, and he he constantly talks about his inability to commit to a woman because um, he wants to meet the perfect woman, and he he can only give himself to the perfect woman. Um, I think it would be awesome if uh, Ryan Gosling played the role of uh, Jackson the Smith. Woman? Oh. No, of Jackson Smith, uh, replacing Morris Chestnut, because then. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it. I just think it'd be funny and cool <laughs> if you have uh, Ryan Gosling hanging out with Shamar Moore, D.L. Hughley, and Bill, Bill Bellamy, and they're like uh, really, they're just having these troubles, these uh, love troubles and marital issues, and um, I don't know. I think it'd be funny with a lot of the, all the interracial <laughs> love going on. Just Ryan Gosling, just in the middle of it all with black chicks. I think that'd be really something to see. I, I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see a bunch of black girls like try to cope with like 
dating this white guy and he's just irresistible. I just want to see I just want to see Ryan Gosling like immersed in like black culture with black friends and shit, like hanging out at barbecues and shit. Like, dude, like, he doesn't have any girls. other friends. That's like all his friends. I really want to see Ryan Gosling play more um like like I want him to play like uh Miles and and blind spotting. I want him to do something like that. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. I think he could do it. But um yeah, that was my pick. I just want to see Ryan Gosling in a black movie, <laughs> dating black girls and going to parties. Tyler Perry presents. Tyler <laughs> Perry <laughs> presents Ryan Gosling. In Oh my god. That's good stuff. Gosh. All right. Ryan, I'm, uh just to let you know, Ryan he's Gosling in he, Love Ain't a Color. He's in invi- Love Ain't a Color. <laughs> no, no. I got one. Ryan Gosling in He's invited to the barbecue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or just the barbecue. Oh, oh shit, dude. All right. Well, we we bore some fruit. Fucking A, topic, man. I suppose. This is fucking went off the rails. Real quick, though. By the way, I was curious about the plot of Mannequin because it's been a minute. And uh, I did some digging. And when by digging, I went to Wikipedia. And the first fucking sentence makes me want to watch this movie again. So here's the plot. First sentence. In ancient Egypt, Emma hides in a pyramid from her mother who wants to who wants an arranged marriage. The fuck? I don't remember. Wait, how does that relate to the mannequin? That's what I want to know. So at this point, I'm going to go watch the movie. She gets turned into a mannequin? In ancient Egypt? Well, you know. No. What, she was what do you mummified. Mean? I don't know. Right, this is wild. I need to watch this movie. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah, like the most very, intriguing. I don't, I don't like, know how you relate it. Like I don't know how any of this connects, but I can't wait for this journey. It's gonna be very interesting. I'm very excited. And why does she look like a fucking white white lady? Yeah, she's from Egypt. <laughs> Next week, all your questions will be answered. Okay, <laughs> great. Are you gonna watch this? Oh, I'm watching this. All right, I, I expect you to hold true to that. I have to after this fucking first sentence. It makes like my brain is like going crazy. Like, oh, wait, what's going on, bud? Just to uh, update on the podcast, we've run into a very uh, dark place. We've been robbed. So the, we play a game, and um, we we roll a dice. That's the next section coming up. And someone has stolen the die, or the die uh, from us. We don't have it right now, even though our next move is... Oh, did you find one? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Why is it in your room? I, don't know, I, was, gonna... I was prepping for a game. I needed the dice. Okay. All right. So how are we doing this, guys? We no longer have um rules have been broken. Yeah, we no longer have Sean here. Uh, I don't think that matters because I lost last week, so I'm not fucking watching a movie. <clears throat> well, this is awkward. Yeah, let's just let's just give Harvey. I mean, if we it skip... just sucks because Sean doesn't get an opportunity. How much does Sean lose this since he wasn't here? Automatically. <laughs> let's roll for Sean. <clears throat> yeah. Plus, like. You know, we you guys can never ever give me shit for not coming. Hey, and you guys can never give me. Have shit. Have I ever not come and then uh, posted? I, mean, I don't know about I don't know about your personal life. I don't know if you do or don't. So I mean, <laughs> even then, I wouldn't have the audacity to post it on Instagram. Um, <laughs> no, I've never missed. I've never missed a podcast for an illegitimate reason. Okay. Most true. Oh, dude! I was sick once. And the other time I was, I was somewhere time. else, and you were somewhere else. But how the way that connected was so beautiful. We could talk about it later. Um, all right, let's play this game. Do you want to just let Harvey 
give one of us yeah, let yeah. Harvey. Because it's just it. our odds, you know. It's like it's, I mean, we can roll for Sean, and if Sean loses, watch a fucking. I'm gonna roll. I don't got time for this. A fucking mid. Son of a bitch! All right, Steve got a three. All right, I'm I'm down now. <laughs> now you're fucking down. Oh, I got a six. Just wait, Sean. Fuck, you got a ten. I still lose. <laughs> All right, so Steve loses. Uh, Harvey has to assign Steve a movie. That was fucking so perfectly set up for me to fail. All right, I got a movie for you, Steve. A word? It's a, a science fiction uh, mockumentary, if you will. Uh, you know, uh, I don't like science fiction. Well, I'm sorry, because um, I, I haven't seen this either. Um, yeah. You want to watch it with me? No. Yeah, no. maybe you can watch it together. Maybe two birds with one. Uh, one I movie. would if we, you know, if we had movie nights, but we don't. Why are you sound hurt? I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not hurt. All right, it'd be cool, right? Yeah, no, but we just we'll plan it. All right, just let all me know. Right. No, I mean we should all do a movie night yeah. or podcast, movie podcast. We never watch movies together. It's weird. I mean. Well, you know, I went we to go have see. Very busy lives. Yeah, we have very busy lives, and then, you know, it kind of sucked going to watch a romantic comedy by yourself. Don't recommend it. Just don't do it. Yeah, I did it. I was fine. I felt okay about it. Everything's fine. I saw people in couples, and I was just sitting there like, "Well, it's I'm going to be in the back." <laughs> as soon as the the nice parts came, they, like you'd see people's hands just start like, cross yeah. Over I'm the weirdo them. in the back crying during the fucking wedding scene. <laughs> I'm like, fucking good. Is that true love? <laughs> All right. oh, your your rope report? Well, yeah, it's your rope report. Hey, I never not, is it really it. a mockumentary? Or are you joking? Well, yeah. Is it? I have no idea. I mean, he said mockumentaries. It's saying. not a no. I'm not joking, actually. All right, all right. Um, well, it's cool. found footage. It's found footage, but it's not. It's not a mockumentary. So I remember. I'm pretty sure either you or Sean probably mentioned this a long time ago. I don't know if the, anyone knows, but we all used to be roommates, Sean, Harvey, and I. And uh, I'm pretty sure you guys mentioned it at one point or another. Like the name yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good movie. I think you'll enjoy it. It's uh, it is found footage, and uh, I think it's rare that there's a good you know science fiction horror Ooh. uh found footage movie, and I think this is one of the greats. Oh, so, uh, so hopefully right. you enjoy it. No, or, me. Hopefully Tom and I enjoy it. We're gonna have a movie night this week, apparently. Yeah, we'll see. Damn, brings All it right, up. Cool. Crushes my dreams. That's it for us. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Um, it was nice having you uh, listen to us. I hope you continue to do that in the future. Um, if you do enjoy listening to us, you should probably uh, check us out on social media. Uh, give us a rating on iTunes or whatever uh, podcast platform you use. That would be great. Um, we have uh, a website, dotherightfilm.com. You can listen to all the episodes there. You can also uh, send us a note, tell us what you think of the show. That would be great. Um, yeah, we're do the right film on everything. Uh, do the right film underscore podcast on Instagram. Check us out. Share with your friends. Uh, share with your grandma. We're really good with grandmas. Um, yeah, they would love our fucking Ryan Gosling conversation. My grandma's listened a couple times. She likes. Oh, she really? Likes it. Yeah. yeah. Who's her favorite? Well, it's me. Honestly. Oh, me. Well, Who's her favorite? <laughs> I, I really like that Steve. He's a he's a really good kid. Who's that? Who's that, that boy that's always complaining about mouth breathers? I love it. <laughs> what, what's a mouth breather? What's a mouth breather? <laughs> what's a mouth breather? <laughs> we all breathe through our mouth. <laughs> Wait, why is your grandma sound like she's in a period piece? <laughs> she's fucking old, dude. dude. <laughs> she's old. Is that really what she sounds like? I don't know. Call her. 
car right now. She kind of sounds like that, actually. That's uh, nice. pretty fucking funny. That's dope. <laughs> I think we've, uh, I think we've talked enough. Yeah, we've, we've, lo- we've lost it. Yeah, you guys ready to? Yeah, we we'll ship out. out. Yeah. Uh, it's nice having you nice with out. us in your in your ears. Sweet, cool. Well, we're missing something. Catchphrase. Yeah, you're